What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, everyone. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're gonna stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. If you don't win this game, nobody makes the team next year. I'm Mike. Tommy's not here. That's Kevin. Hey, hey. Welcome to the Quiet Day Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks Podcast. We have Kevin back. He's actually wearing the original shirt. Shout uh-huh. out to the shop. Duck call to the shop. I don't know where my duck call is, but <coughs> Kevin is back. Tommy is gone in Philadelphia. In Philly. Your old stomping grounds. Yeah. Uh, you made it back safely. There was some, <laughs> there was some concern there. <laughs> uh how was your recruiting efforts in uh, Australia there? Uh, it was good. I did I did uh, meet a few people that um, confirmed that the champions uh, is that champions was what it was called um, mm-hmm. in Australia. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely some people intrigued by the pod. Great, love it. You've really done wonders for our international scouting. <laughs> so uh, I'm sure you'll be gone again. I think it is champions outside of North America. Oh, everywhere. Yeah. I, I thought think. it was just like an Australian thing, but oh. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's in Europe. If we have any European uh, quackalites, let us know what do they call it over there. Any uh, English, Irish, French. I'm not going to go through the European countries, but anybody out there, give us a hoot. Now, uh, we had Joyce on our previous episode, and she gave a, a pretty good rundown of Kin Token. Um, oh, did she? I he, haven't listened. Yeah, so she just, uh, we, I mean, you were missing, so we needed a Kin Token update. So she just gave a Kin Token update. Did she get into the company? No, issues? she just made up a number, honestly. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think we should really uh, do it for real this time. So. I think last time we were on $9. I believe Joyce said he was down to like $1, 30-something cents. But uh, do we have a Kin Token update? Uh, yeah, so uh, it's it's down to $3.57. Oh, God. Um, but it's been a really interesting week. Um, so the company um, that like runs Kin Token, um, they basically all nearly eliminated their entire staff. Oh, um, and they, sh- I don't know if they're shutting the app down or if they're going to sell it or whatever. Um, but they, they also run the Kick Messenger app, K-I-K. Mm. Yeah. Um, but they decided to shelve that in favor of focusing on Kin Token. So I think that definitely led to the the drop in yeah. price. But um, I'm very curious to see like what happens now. They trim their staff to like eight to nineteen, I think. Um, <laughs> I think they had like a hundred or so employees, but, um, but yeah, so it's interesting that they're like really doubling down on it. Um, at least that's what the CEO said. Yeah. With their 19 people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, never good when the, no, it's the never good. That's staff. never a good thing. And they still have the, the fight with the SEC too. And I think that contributed to it as well. Oh, wonderful. Like so, financial reasons. Yeah. I think this is make or break here. I think we have reached rock bottom. Or or it just is done after like the next two weeks. So intriguing times in the cryptocurrency world. Uh, any thought about switching cryptocurrencies uh, or or reinvesting somewhere else into a different co- token? 
Uh, well, I mean, at this point, I would literally be. I would get three dollars. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it would cost more to make the transaction than it would to, <laughs> um, to like get the money out. Okay. But, um, no, I have not given any other thoughts. Um, no doubling down then. No, I mean, it, the, the Kintoken specifically was a pretty convoluted process to try to do it. Um, it's it's a lot easier now to invest in like Bitcoin and stuff, but uh, I have no immediate plans to do so. Okay. Good to know. Um, before one other thing before we get going, this weekend, friend of the pod Chucky Scuds was his bachelor party. Yes, it was. So again, duck call the Chucky Scuds. Again, I lost the duck. Call. I think it's in that box that you your mic is on, Kevin. Uh, but duck call to him. And other than that, we'll be. Oh, there you go. Ah, all right. One more time, duck call to Chucky Scuds, <laughs> and I don't remember who else I duck called earlier. Uh, Joyce? No. Joyce? Maybe it was Joyce. <laughs> duck call to <laughs> Joyce anyway. <laughs> and I'll throw in, I'll throw the other one in in post if it wasn't Joyce. And let's move on to the topic at hand. We uh, we have some trivia coming up later. Trivia semifinals. Going it's to the getting uh, real. Yeah. Going to the, we're switching sides of the bracket. Usually we start on the left side, we're going to the right side first. But before we do that, uh, going back to a, a quack question, email quack question. We got this from Hank a few months ago. Uh, he made me laugh, so I wanted to get it in before I really forgot about it. And I recently rediscovered it in my start email, so I figured I probably will forget about it again if I don't get it in. So Hank says, uh, what do you think Coach Riley did for a living to support his habit of emotionally abusing 12-year-old boys? Also, do you think his name was really Jack, or did you just tell Gordon to call him the first name that popped into his head? One more thing, on the topic of jobs, where did Mr. Hall give up his overtime pay? Hmm. So, I guess two related things and one unrelated thing. Um... I feel like we've talked about Jack Riley's profession before. Oh, I was going to say, I feel like we've talked about Mr. Hall's profession before. Oh, really? Yeah. Have I think we? we settled on like some type, some type of factory worker. Like yeah, no, no. Th- yeah. Or other. That sounds familiar, actually. That sounds real familiar. And I mean, I think it makes sense because yeah. he'd have to be like an hourly wage guy yeah. if he's giving overtime pay and that kind of stuff. So factory worker makes sense. Jack Riley. Ah, uh, I mean, he's not like a lawyer. We know, we know that. I feel like there would be some more connection there. I'm trying uh, to think of what would make the most sense for him. Um, I feel like he's just like some middle manager that's like stuck and never going anywhere. Um, and that's why he has so much anger. Oh you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. I can um, see that. He's, I don't know, like some marketing company or I don't know, you know. Yeah, it's very nondescript. Like, yeah. it, you're not going to be impressed by the place he works. Yeah. It's like, oh, where do you work? I work at... He's like, I don't know, AT&T or something. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, okay, yeah. Shout so, out to all the AT&T employees out there, though. <laughs> yeah, everyone listening, yeah. So, uh, not too descript. Um, I would, I would assume that Bombay learned Jack's name later on in life. I think he was just coach. For well, a long a time, 
And then you would figure, you would figure he would eventually like learn his name. But I guess if he missed the penalty shot and sort of shut off that part of his life, how would he know Riley's name? I'm I'm trying to like recall my coaches growing up. Um, if like I knew. I, I honestly I don't know if I know any of their first names uh, <laughs> that weren't teachers. Also, yeah. Um, like my fifth grade football coach. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I knew his his first name. His last name was Honeycutt, but it was just Coach Honeycutt. You know? Yeah, yeah. So you would figure maybe later on, maybe he he like looked it up later on in life. Yeah, and yeah, just to I, I've never thought about this before though. Make him feel bad. Yeah, I mean, my dad was my coach for a long uh, time. You know his first name, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it took me a while to learn it, but yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, so I think, yeah, and then he was like, obviously, like, the coaches sort of hang out with each other, so they know each other's names. So I think I, I had a different experience than most people. Question. Did you, when you're at playing hockey or at practice or whatever, did you call your coach dad or coach? I think it vacillated. Or coach dad. <laughs> coach, I did not call him coach dad. I think I, mm, I think I went back and forth between the two, if I remember correctly. Like, was it determined by like mood, how the game was going, like stuff like that? Like, if he yelled at you, was he coach, and or like anything like that? Yeah, I don't like on the bench and stuff like that. I don't remember like refer. I would just like talk to him. I don't. Yeah. When, I think it was, like You're on like, the Hi, ice. Papa. <laughs> yeah, that's how I talk. <laughs> and that like on the ice at practice. I think I like if I was trying to get his attention, I'd probably call dad. So, um, did did your friends ever like complain to you about your dad, like your teammates? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, all all players complain about their coach at one point in their life. You know? Yeah, I mean, I think there was like a little bit of that yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, did you ever complain to your teammates about? Yeah, your, for yeah? sure. Because like, I was the one. Like, if we got a bench minor or too many men on the ice or something, I was the one that had to sit because. He didn't want to show favoritism. Exactly. Uh, well, like he, to his credit, he explained it to me. He explained he like, like, "Hey, if we do this, if we get a penalty like that, I'm gonna put you in because I don't want to like show favoritism to what, anybody." What else. did Young Mike think about that? I understood. I was re- I was a good penalty killer though. That was like one of my favorite things to do. So that sucked because I was not on the ice, mm. obviously. But um, yeah. Wait, how do you know you were good at it then? Well, that was just when I when we got a bench minor and stuff like that. But if someone else got a penalty, oh, I, I see. What you're saying. Yeah. So, what? Yeah. Where? Where <laughs> does your dad fall on this on the scale of like Riley to Bombay? Um, I mean, when we were when we were little, he was very much like reformed Gordon Bombay, like have fun, all that kind of stuff, and then then he got a taste of victory. Well then, I we turned like eleven, twelve. He's like, we're getting to the point where like we gotta win. Like, like it's nice. not just like fun and games anymore. Like, let's get serious about this if we're gonna do it. So, yeah, we got serious. Do Do you remember any of like his coachisms off the off the top of your head? Like, did he have any like go to like sayings or anything? Like, it's not worth mm. winning if you can't win big. Um, no, I like. First, he always he always told us to celebrate goals, 
Like we we always celebrated hard. We would practice celebrations. That's great. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm sure they're out there. I just can't think of any. I'll have to like text some people that were on the team. I'm sure they're out there. What was like the least sportsmanlike goal celebration that you ever did? Like, were you up? like big and you still just like oh, celebrated like crazy i'm sure yeah <laughs> this wasn't me but okay i don't know how this turned into like story <laughs> time by me but we're gonna go with it and then go to trivia so it was the state tournament we were playing this team for huron and they were we were we were up like four or five and they started being dicks and like running uh so we come down and we score and I think, yeah, I think I was on the ice, and I came back to the bench, and the guy who scored, he was a big defenseman, we called him the bus, and he, like, <laughs> he came over to the bench, because they were, like, running us and doing things, and, our, like, our coaches were yelling and stuff like that, and he just flicked off the bench, and the rest, like, weren't paying attention, so nice. they went nuts and did all that, so that was probably the most unsportsmanlike thing. That's but. Yeah, that's that's solid, that's good work. Yeah, yeah, he just snuck it in, and then they started going nuts, and then... Uh, like we had resurfacing every two periods in the tournament. So you either resurface after the first uh, or the second, depending on like what game you were in, in line. And the, so they came out and they skated in our zone, which is not what you do. You skate on your half of the ice and uh, same kid just decked one of the kids. And then that started the whole thing. So, nice. Yeah. Good times. Quick sidebar poll <laughs> that I want you to post on the, in the show notes. Okay. So I say flip off. You obviously say flick off. Flip them um, off. And I, and I wonder, I think it's like a regional thing. Interesting. So I want to poll our Quackalites to see which one they say. Yeah. I I also think I go back and forth on that one hmm. as well. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just weird. Or maybe I've just been in Texas too long and I've acclimated y'all. <laughs> um. Yeah. So... Quite question. You did remind me. See, I didn't. I didn't remember Terry and Jesse. I think dad. that's where we landed. No, yeah, that like sounds that. right. Jack Riley, yeah, obviously has to have some sort of anger. Yes, associated with him. Yeah, so he's probably stuck somewhere. Um, real name. Maybe, maybe he said Jack early on, but um, I don't know why you would just lie to your. Coach, yeah, especially when Bombay is like a superstar until he misses the shot, obviously. Yeah, I thought that was a, a kind of a weird question. I don't even know like how you come up with that question. Yeah, you know? I don't know. I thought it was funny, so, <laughs> so I was like, "All right, I'll put it on the air." All right, let's uh, let's take a short break and listen to this ad, by the way, because it gives us like two cents every time you listen. So let's take a short break and come back with trivia. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back. Their first semifinal matchup of, I guess, the semifinals. <laughs> we have on the line Eli and John. 
So this is a, um, I believe it's a 6-10 matchup here. And we will go to Eli first. Eli from St. Louis, City of Champions. He won the debate over whether Gordon Bombay was dead in D3. Eli, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Mike. No problem. Now you work in the IT staffing industry. We uh we put your LinkedIn on the show notes last time. I hope uh, you got a little bump there. And yeah, I think about two people other than you went ahead and connected. So nice. Made my day. Nice. Perfect. Perfect. Half, half the listeners. <laughs> wow. Wow. That was a gold dig there. Yeah, that was that was savage. <laughs> All right. I don't know how I feel about this now. Yeah. I know who I'm rooting against. It's not going to be judged favorably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. So uh, IT staffing, like what is the most amount of people you've gotten hired in like one day? Uh, I mean, in one day, just one. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's, that's nine less than 10 listeners. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Do you pro- you should promote the pod to these people that are trying to get jobs. Say it will help them. Absolutely, no, a great way to get connections. I mean, I'm living proof of that. You know, exactly. All right, uh, now you don't have any Twitter, other you don't have any social media other than LinkedIn, LinkedIn Premium. We talked about LinkedIn Premium extensively last time you were on. Sounds uh, riveting. It was. <laughs> it was. Um. What's the best part of LinkedIn Premium for you? Uh, you know, there's this neat little feature where I can see who viewed my profile. Mm. Um, so that's pretty neat. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd probably say that's number one. Okay, fair enough. All right, so we move to John now. John, the sixth seed from rural Manitoba, Canada, country of champions. Uh, John, thank you for being here. It's my pleasure, boys. Yeah, making a, a Toronto Raptors like run through the playoffs here. Um, Got to make up for the Junior Goodwill Games disappointment for mm-hmm. for Canada there. Now John is a band teacher. John, what's your like best section? What you like? Ooh, ooh, like the, the trumpets, the oboes, or like? Uh, do you have a, a oh, top boy. line group? I mean, it, it always depends on the ensemble, right? Like I teach a number of different different groups, different age groups. And so one of the ways in which I kind of try to balance things, if let's say one year for whatever reason, there's, you know, like a really strong section in the trumpets or, you know, a weaker section and say the, you know, the clarinets or the trombones, like I'll try to use kind of the next year's crop of kids because it starts them in grade mm. six. So I get them when they're really young and I'll try to build those, those smaller sections and that way, when they move up through high school, the idea is that, you know, you have a balanced band at the top. And uh, I, I think I've been pretty successful in that. Obviously, it's never 100% perfect, but um, every year there's, there's, different, there's different strengths and weaknesses, and you just try to long-range plan accordingly and, and maintain balance once they get to uh, higher levels of music making. Question, do your students know about your uh, success in the trivia competition on the Quack Attack? I, I am proud to say that most kids these days do seem to know what the Mighty Ducks are, but no, I have not yet advertised um, my, uh, my, my success through 
the uh, through through the trivia challenge. Maybe by the time, if I'm lucky enough to advance today and then and then win, I'll I'll disclose. But no, at this time I am uh, I I am incognito uh, mm. uh, through, through the trivia. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So we're just gonna run through the rules real quick. We explain this to the competitors off the air, but. Should probably explain to the listeners just so you know they know what's going on. So we're gonna go old school. We're gonna sort of throw back to our original trivia contest. We are gonna ask trivia questions, just uh, sort of random questions, to the competitors one by one. There's no buzzing in this time. So uh, first one to four correct answers wins. Now, if one of them gets it wrong, the other person can come in and steal. And get that that question correct. If they do, obviously they get that point, and then the next question goes to them. So we're gonna go back and forth. I got ten questions here. So we went through 143 questions in our last trivia contest, and I had like 14 left, and then I added a few on through multiple viewings. So um, we're at about 20 total questions. So we'll see. We might have to go deeper in in the bank here but we'll make that decision uh when it comes now if they just get keep getting them right we're going to keep going until one of them misses so if if Eli gets four in a row that doesn't mean that John who got his first three is going to lose we're going to do a sort of ipso facto win by two I guess um other than that uh, just a quick rules clarification. If there are multi-part answers um, and you answer incorrectly, the person stealing has to answer with all of the of the answers. So if it's like a three three parts to an answer, yeah. they have to respond with like, you know, if they got two right and mm-hmm. one wrong, they still have to complete, do the, the complete yeah. answer. Yeah. I just want to clarify that. No, that's a good point. Yeah, and we are not going to let you know because there are there are yes. multiple parts to some of these answers we're not let you know which ones are right which ones are wrong because you know gives advantage um any questions before we begin here uh how long do we have to answer i suppose i should have asked mm. that off the air good question uh i'm gonna i'm gonna throw it to kevin here he's the official judge i'll say you have 10, 10 seconds to answer. 10 seconds from the end of the question? Yes. Okay. 10 seconds. We're counting for phone delay as well. So 10 seconds from when I finish in this room and like, hey, if it takes 8 seconds for you to get it, you're screwed. <laughs> so um, anyway, let's move on. Any other questions before we get going? Nope. Cool. All good. Perfect, perfect. So, John, you are the higher seed. You are the sixth seed. Eli, you are the ten seed. So, John, you have the choice of going first or going second. I will go first. All right. So, John, the first question is for you. And the question is, what four things did Jan say he told the Junior Goodwill Games Committee about Gordon to get him the job? So this is a this is a quote he gave of something he told Gordon that he told the Junior Goodwill Games Committee. Again, the question: What four things did Jan say he told the Junior Goodwill Games Committee about Gordon to get him the job? 
he told them he could teach the kids. He told them he could teach the kids to fly. He told them he would teach the kids to have fun. And he would teach them how to win. Incorrect. Eli. Yep. Teach them how to win. Teach them how to fly. Teach them how to have fun. And that he was the Minnesota Miracle Man. Kevin? Um, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say that's incorrect. Oh. Yeah. Very close. It was close, but... Shouldn't have said that thing about your listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He was a man that loved the game. He could teach them the game was more about winning or losing. He was a Minnesota Miracle Man, and only he could teach them to fly. Mm, Yep. All right, so we're going to go to question number two. This one goes to Eli. Eli, who utters the last words in the entire series? Bombay? Oh. Incorrect. John? Yeah. Russ Tyler. Incorrect. That's a, this is a tough one. Yeah, this is a tough one. The correct answer is Linda. So Linda oh, actually does right. it. So uh, we're going to go to question three. We're back to John here. John, this is something we've talked about on the pod, actually. What is the special at Goldberg's Deli? Need an answer. Oh. Time. Draw me on rye. I got nope. no clue. Incorrect. Eli? We'll go hot salami. Incorrect. Man, guys, this is a really bad showing. <laughs> <laughs> Correct answer is chopped duck liver on rye. So, you got the rye, John. That's half a point. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> we might need to do that. Um, all right, so we're going back to Eli here. Question four. Where does Charlie's mom work as a waitress? Linda's Diner. Incorrect. John? Mickey's Diner. That is Uh, correct. That is correct. John up one nothing, and he gets the fifth question here. Which three Ducks players have shots on goal in the JV Varsity Showdown? Charlie Conway. Correct. Greg Goldberg. Luis Mendoza. Correct. That is correct. John with two here. Kind of saved my ass there for uh... <laughs> two with uh, four questions to go. So we go back to Eli. Eli, in D1, what room are the ducks serving detention in? Science room. <laughs> incorrect. John? The geography room? Incorrect. Should I clarify this? Probably should have clarified that. Should I clarify this? We can do it. Yeah, yeah. So what room number are the ducks serving detention in, Eli? 23. Incorrect. Uh, 14. Incorrect, but you came really close. It was 223. Yeah. Just missed it. Just missed it. All right, so we have four questions to go here. Question number seven goes back to John. What are the last two words uttered in the entire series? Congratulations, Charlie. <laughs> no, but that's... <laughs> yeah, that was cool. I mean, Incorrect. we know it's Linda. Eli. Go Ducks. 
No, incorrect. Thank you. So Charlie or Linda kisses Charlie and just says thank you. I like her answers better. <laughs> yeah. Go Ducks. Get Brill on the line. Uh, <laughs> it is pretty upsetting that it's Linda and it's thank you. Yeah. Like, that's pretty uninspired. I'll yeah. Say that. All right. So we go back to Eli here. Eli running out of real estate here to get back in the game. Uh, what is the score after the first period of the USA Iceland championship game? Actually, four nothing. That is correct. Yes. Yeah. I I uh, double. I second guess myself to, if I wrote down the championship game or the first game. All right. So two to one as we go into uh, question number nine here. John, John, you can actually uh, wrap it up here with question number nine. What does Peter Mark tell Bombay before he leaves on the bus? Before Bombay leaves on the bus. I'm going to say... Break a leg? Oh, I don't know. Incorrect. Eli, with the chance to tie it. Concentra- concentration, not strength? Mm, wasn't Peter Mark. No. Let's see. Uh, okay. Peter Mark, just don't take any bad dives, okay? Ah. <sighs> And then uh, Bombay obviously takes a bad dive. Is that Averman who says it? I believe. Or Averman, I believe, says, for God's sake, soft hands. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think it's Fulton who says concentration, not strength, Um, which makes sense, you know. All right. So we go to Eli. Eli with the chance to go to the tiebreaker. Uh, Eli, we're going back to D1 again. Who was with Peter Mark when he overhears Bombay and Riley's conversation when, when Bombay sarcastically calls his team, quote, a bunch of losers, end quote? Uh, Jesse Hall. Correct. That is correct. Wow. Wow. So we're going to our first ever tiebreaker. First ever tiebreaker. the comeback. Yeah. Potentially. So- we're going to go – I'm trying to pick which tiebreaker. Okay. I'll, I think I'll do this one, although it's been said many times. So each of you is going to uh, pick a number, and uh, the closest number wins here. Um, I guess should we should we try to, like, mute them, or should John get the advantage because he's the higher seat? Uh – I think they I think they should have equal shot. Okay. Okay. Let me let me uh let me check my <laughs> system here and see what I can do. Now is what's the parameters for the number? I'm just gonna ask you a question related to the ducks. Wait, you don't need to mute them. They well, just will each have ten seconds to submit their answer. Yeah, but one of them can hear the other person's answer and go off that. That's what I'm saying. Uh, okay. Oh, okay, yeah. I guess I, I don't think we need to try to mute him. Okay. So, all right, all right. Let's just let John. Let's just let John do it. Okay. So, it, it's just going to be a, a question related to the Mighty Ducks. Um, and it's going to be a wide range of guesses, obviously. And uh, you pick the number you think is closest or is the correct answer. 
Your question is, what is the total runtime in minutes of the Mighty Ducks trilogy? So total runtime in minutes, all three Mighty Ducks films, documentaries added up. This is according to their DVDs on the back. Uh, Eli, you are the lower seed, so you have to make your guess. Total runtime in minutes of the Mighty Ducks trilogy. Um, in minutes, let's go 323. John? 322. Wow, interesting. Oh, wow. Should have muted. Yeah, should have muted. Uh, John, <laughs> we can we can do another one if the I, I I guess I didn't like. Oh, you didn't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We can. Well, I I have to look it up real quick. I guess this is just a disaster. All right. <laughs> yeah. Let me uh let me look it up real quick and then I'll I'll I guess we'll just cut that whole part out or should I leave it in? I mean, leave no. it in. I appreciate the hustle, John. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm just playing by the rules. <laughs> We're yeah. just making them up no, as we go. What are we teaching our kids? <laughs> All right. I just got to pull it up. So, um, so We're going to try that one again. Yeah, let's uh, <laughs> let's talk amongst ourselves as we uh, get ready. Kevin, Kevin, regale us with a story from Australia as I look this up. Um, that's uh, pretty broad. Uh, I scuba dived at the Great Barrier Reef. Got to hang out with a giant sea turtle. That was awesome. Um. I surfed for the first time on Bondi Beach, and I got up on the board a few times, which was, you know, pretty cool. Um, nice. Yeah, so that was uh, that was pretty cool. A couple like bucket list items. Um, holding the koala was really cool. Um, Do you meet any duck fans? Uh, I I definitely introduced some people to the pod, uh, and so I guess by proxy, yeah, a couple people were like, "Oh yeah, I watched nice. uh, Champions or the Mighty Ducks." I forget. If they brought up champions first, but um, yeah, definitely, definitely some interests out there. All right, I am back. I have to start. I have to figure out if I can mute you, or I'm just gonna hang up on one of you. <laughs> so sucks. The real high tech setup we've yeah, got going on. Yeah, this is how we're doing it. All right. Actually, wait. Both of you have my phone number, correct? Yeah. Uh, this is not your phone number, is it? What is the area code? Two four eight. Yeah, that's my phone number. Okay, just text it to oh, you. Oh my bad. <laughs> yeah, just text it to me, and we'll that's, do it that way. That's the smarter way to do this. All right. Okay. Is it like how much time do we have? Um, you're gonna have to let us know that you texted in your answer within what ten seconds again. Uh, I mean, we can get we can get oh, a little wow. bit more leeway. Like let's say fifteen, fifteen to twenty seconds. Okay, fifteen to twenty seconds. So, you, so you'll ask it, and then we'll send the text. Correct. While we're on the air, and then correct. Just okay. Make sure to inform us that the text is sent. Yes. All right. This is the honor okay. system, boys. So we are gonna go to. I got I got your text message. Thank you for that. <laughs> that. That was me. You're welcome. All right. So this this one. And it comes from, uh, I guess the data comes from Quackalite Jared Beasley, who tallied uh, all the goals for and against in the Mighty Ducks trilogy as shown on screen and in newspapers. 
So the question Wait, I for and against the Ducks. Yes. Okay. So the question I am asking is in the total according to again according to Jared, Jared Beasley, Beasley, the greatest one of the greatest of all time at tallying movie documentary goals. How many total goals do the Ducks score in the Mighty Ducks trilogy? Across three movies, again, only shown on screen or in newspapers. How many goals do they score? This is a barn burner. Yep, I sent it. I have Eli's. Waiting on John. I've sent it. Okay. Oh, there we go. All right. So, total number of goals, 39. John guessed 51. Mm. Eli, 42. Wow. So, Eli, after uh, basically losing and then us <laughs> changing the rules to make you win, I guess. Congratulations. Yeah. Eli, uh, thank you. A hollow victory, but a victory nonetheless. <laughs> you move on to the finals. John, John, you played it really smart. Uh, we had to, we're going to call it the John rule after the, yeah, after that, definitely. you know, it's like, the, yeah, after you got a rule named after you. So congratulations on that. Um, congratulations on your band. Really, really building the depth from within. I like that. Um, sorry it didn't work out. Eli, we will be in touch uh, in the future. We got another semifinal to go here next week, and then possibly the week after that. Who knows? We could have the trivia triathlon for the finals. So get ready for that. For us, the com at QuackDayPod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash QuackDayPod. Go to iTunes. Give us five stars. Tell us what you think about this made-up format that we just <laughs> went through. Uh, go to the shop, get your gear, uh, keep listening to those ads, giving us that two cents each time. And remember, ducks fly together. Quack, quack. The quack and dick.